On this show of St. Louis in Tune, we're going to be talking to Celeste Grayer about Juneteenth. We're also going to get into Juneteenth a little bit, talk about the history of that, the flag, and lift every voice and sing. Our word of the day, return to civility and some laughter if we have time. Greetings, listeners in listener land. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, government, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We originate from and connect the gateway city to what is going on regionally, nationally, and internationally. I can't imagine you left anything out. I'll we'll probably think, come up with something else, but you I, know, I think we covered I, it all there. When you put the galactically thing in there, that was it. I thought, we've covered it all. We, yeah, there's, there's nothing else that's no, under the sun. I don't know. Right, They'll come it. up with something, but right now, I think you got it. Yep. We have all I the nouns you should there. be pretty proud of yourself. People, place, right? things. Oh, I, <laughs> nouns are good. That's right. We'll move to pronouns next. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to move to return to civility. Thank goodness. Okay. If, if you're, excuse me, leave at the appropriate time so that you don't have to rush and endanger others to get where you're going. If you arrive a bit early, mm-hmm. now this is going to be dated, folks. Okay. You can always pop in that new CD. You've been dying to hear. Actually, you can turn on your iPod. Ooh, no, you couldn't do that. You can just catch your favorite tune or make a couple of phone calls that you chose not to make while you were driving. Actually, you could probably check your, check your social media. You could text, redo those texts. Here we go. So leave at the appropriate time so that you don't have to rush and endanger others to get where you're going. Now, that's from the Speed of Laughter Project. Return to Civility, John Sweeney. <laughs> And if you did not see that episode that we did with John Sweeney, you must mm-hmm. listen to that. Go to stlintune.com. It's Jiggly Boy episode. Right. Jiggly Boy. I'll, you just got to go to that episode, folks, and listen Jiggly to Boy. it. It was a wonderful, it wonderful was. time. And it he's was. a great guy. He he's is. a great guy. He's a very good human. Yes. He's a good human. Human man. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Leaving. As I get older, I leave really early now. I go to lunch like at 11 o'clock now. <laughs> if I can, dinner, I'm doing dinner earlier. So I'm leaving in plenty of time for things. I know. it's it. You have to do those things. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, seriously. I, do you have to do it? We talked about it's this. It's a choice, isn't it? We talked about that. Uh, early's on time. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. You, yeah, on what time's is... late. And late's unforgivable. Wait, one more time. Early's on time, uh-huh. on time's late, and late is unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Boy, I need that written down so I can send it to a few people I know. <laughs> the uh, illustration of that was there was a, the, one of the band directors at University of Kansas, Russell Wiley. He was the emeritus band director okay. before I got up there. And he was very staunch on showing up on time, showing up on time. And at the time, he would lock the door. Good. And you couldn't get in for rehearsal. Good. And one day, he wasn't there, and it was time to start, and the band locked the door, oh and the my. band just started playing. I love it. And he was beating on the door, let me in, let me in. No, you're late. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a little of your own medicine. I love it. That's good. Yeah. Teach is. him a little lesson. Yeah, that's right. Still learning at his age. 
<laughs> What's good for the goose is good for the gander. That's right. I know it. I know. What's good for everybody is to know about Juneteenth. Mm. And we have a, a guest in Celeste Grayer. She's the event manager for the pre Juneteenth Celebration 2023 in the Del Mar Loop. Welcome Yay. to St. Louis in town. Thank you. And this is going to take place, it's pre-Juneteenth, yes. and Juneteenth, obviously, is going to be June 19th, and this is going to be June the 10th. Yes. So that's a Saturday, folks, and it's going to take place at the 5900 Del Mar and the St. Louis Artworks, which is 5959 Del Mar. So talk about this event. It's, is it sponsored by the Community Improvement District there? Or? So absolutely. So it is definitely sponsored by the CID, the east part of the loop is sponsored by them and also the community. We have had the fortunate capability of being sponsored by so many of the businesses actually on the loop and some outside of the loop. People have really attached themselves and are very excited that we're having, this is the third one. Right. So it's super exciting because people are really, again, learning and want to be a part. And again, since COVID has been a last hard three years and people really wanted to come together. So super excited to continue this journey of having the Juneteenth in the loop. This is our third year of talking about this and the event continues to grow. So what yes. can people expect by showing up to this event? So this event, again, even more, I try to make sure that it's just not about Juneteenth, but really about connecting the parts of the community. So this is very family friendly. We bring out different organizations from the St. Louis City Health Department for the Vaccination Clinic. I'm working with ShoeFly. They bring out new shoes and give the shoes away to the community. Again, bringing other supports, maybe mental health, dental care, vision care. So again, really trying to, again, uplift our community through all aspects of life and just having the capability of doing that with Juneteenth. So cool. to me, that's where we're at. And we can't forget that there's going to be food oh, and music food. and dance. Yes, so talk absolutely. a little bit about those so things. we are fortunate enough to be able to be blessed again with the Red and Black Brass Band. Again, they're going to be playing. They actually started their band in the pandemic. So this is a full circle again for them. So excited to have them. We are going to have what is called GOV, is Gentlemen of Vision. These are youth stepping team. Actually, they are national champions. Again, they just won a national championship this past weekend. So wow. super excited. A group of young gentlemen, they are, like I said, a stepping team. We are having the spirit of African dance. Uh, through Angela, we are doing that as well. So African drumming, African dance. We traditionally open the Juneteenth celebration with a drum, opening drum call by Baba Kanama. So mm -hmm. again, traditional dance, traditional with also the combination of new things and trying to incorporate the new and the old so that people can continue to educate and the information gets spread across all the generations. Now, is there going to be a main stage or yes. where's this? Okay. Yes, where's, be, where's that going? We're going to be a main stage. So we're going to be at about AAA Fish. It's right next to a lot. So we're going to be outside. The address is about 5916 mm -hmm. on Del Mar Boulevard. So there's a grassy lot sitting right next to between St. Louis Grills, right across the street from Family Dollar. Mm -hmm. We're going to be right there okay. in that grassy lot area in that 5800 block. Again, right there on Del Mar and Hamilton. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. All right. Now, many people don't know about St. Louis Artworks. Describe that a little bit. St. Louis Artworks is, a again, a not-for-profit organization that works with youth for apprenticeship and mm -hmm. artworks. And so that program is really, they do camps all throughout the year, or really apprenticeships. So they really try to get the idea of under, for the kids to understand and see themselves in their artwork as well. So they bring in teaching artists mm -hmm. to help show them that they 
this can be something that you can do someday. And then they teach them and then they are able to actually have showcases and shows. And we've worked with them for Kwanzaa before, mm -hmm. having like showcases where the kids get to actually have their artwork purchased by the community. So it is truly an amazing that's a great deal. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. And the kids get to see every process of an artist from making it to actually production to then actually being somebody who is selling your own artwork. So it is a great program that helps the community and they do a lot of artwork throughout the St. Louis area and get bids. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and they should know that I'll let the listeners know that you're an artist yourself. Just a little bit. You're you're a member of the St. Louis Artist Guild. You have your own company, the True Trifecta, you, and you're also a social worker. Yes. Oh. So you, you wear wow multiple hats, many yes. hats. Yeah, I know. So I won't ask you which you like the best because they all kind of absolutely melt together. But you've been working most recently at uh, Sumner High School. Yes. So yes. Talk about that situation. Uh -huh. Sumner, we are open. Let me say that first. People think that Sumner is closed or is closing. We are definitely open. We have what is called a Sumner Advisory Board that worked really hard with the community and the alumni staff and different members of the community to make sure that the Sumner building stayed open. So we are open. The Empowerment Center is attached. We have it's fully functioning with many different organizations like Opera St. Louis, the Symphony, COPA. They all are attached to us now because we have a full artway pathways of programs so the kids can actually do dance, music, theater, drama. And we also have the we're actually national champions. Mm for History Day. So um, one of our kids actually won third place in state for the mm. National History Day. Wow. So we have, like I said, that's our art museum pathway. We're actually national champions in eSports as well in the Rocket League. Wow. So we are just doing amazing things at Sumner. I'm so yes, proud of our, our kids and our staff. And it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch it grow and the kids attached to different organizations, different pathways, different activities in our building along with the academics so it's truly to me a, a melding of both right. so that they can see both that you can do both you can be academically excellent mm -hmm. and you can also be an artist as well at the same time is that considered a new magnet school or is it no. just the okay it's just st louis part of st louis public schools okay because several uh i don't want to say several years ago but it's probably a couple of years ago the st louis public schools considered closing sumner yes and this was a lot of the organizations that you did mention rallied together and said, hey, no, I think we need to continue this. This is a very historic school, and the kids who go here need not to go to a different place. Absolutely, and that's really been the push. We've had so much support from everybody to really continue that journey to build our kids up. We have the Little Bit Foundation in our school now. We're the wow. first high school in St. Louis Public Schools to have Little it, um, mm -hmm. and that's tr traditionally an organization that deals with middle school and elementary school. So mm -hmm. people are really seeing the need, not just for for summer, but for high school students. Like it is a true education past and a nurturing past that middle school age. We have to continue to do more for our, our high school students because they're going to be adults soon. Right. Again, continue to wrap around those services in all aspects with our kids at Sumner. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tune. We're talking to Celeste Grayer about a pre-Juneteenth celebration that's going to take place in the Del Mar Loop. That's June the 10th. It's going to be a little early. And that is the main event is at noon, and it will run until 6 o'clock, and that is going to be in between the 58 and 5900 blocks of Del Mar. Yes. Again, that's Saturday, June the 10th. Celeste, what? let's talk a little bit about 
as you see kids growing up and you've been working with kids at Sumner, you're working with some some kids at St. Louis Artworks and you probably will be working with some kids at this at the celebration. Yes. And in your own background, what are kids needing from communities now? I believe um, if more than anything, and I say time, but time is a concept to me, but really that extra time, that nurturing, it's so easy to write a check, mm-hmm. but to actually say, let's go spend some time. I'm going to hang out with you for a couple hours. Let's go through these applications. Let's, you know, let me help you get a job. Let's talk about how you're supposed to manage yourself as a young adult, like mm-hmm. those type of things are truly needed Mm. for children Mm. and i think opportunities exposure growth that is something checks can't really write Mm. um but people need to be involved people Mm -hmm. need to connect and that's something that i believe we're trying to get back to i think again Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. that separation is so easy to shoot a text message it's easy you could pay everything over a paypal a a qr code or anything it's so easy to do things digitally but Mm -hmm. to actually physically touch somebody and say hey I'm going to sit down with you. I have you. I got you. Can you give an, an example of that without compromising identities and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. I can do that through our museum pathway. Mr. Williams, Mr. Mac Williams is our pathway teacher for the history and art museum pathway that we have. And T, this was the first year that I was in it. And he had a classroom full of children. When I say I could watch and see their confidence build by him just spending, mm. because that pathway only happens from one thirty to 3, right? Mr. Williams was at our school at 8 a.m. Mm. most days. The kids are running to him. Like they're trying not to go to their regular classes to spend time mm. because he was spending time with Mm-hmm. Not just teaching them about the projects they need to do or their classwork they do, but about life, mm-hmm. how to handle themselves, how to maneuver in, in the world, how to, you know, manage typical things that sometimes they may not be getting at home. Mm-hmm. So to me, that is really what it is, is an adult attaching to a child mm-hmm. at any stage in their life, not just when it's good, when it looks good, right. but when they are sad, when they are upset and they need that extra Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe like adults need to do and what Mr. Williams has done for our kids to watch their confidence grow. I watch certain kids in the classroom. They're great kids. All of them are great kids. But to watch their confidence build, like you can see their even just their physical stance, like they're standing up taller. They're walking in the hallway. I'm a national champion. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, just that energy alone can completely shift a child's life. Absolutely. And so that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying that connecting piece. It's really about slowing down. Mm-hmm. We are so fast in our nation and really to have, like I said, we're having a conversation right now. Mm-hmm. How often are children having the uh-huh. time to have a conversation with an adult, maybe yeah. parents, uh-huh. mentors? I'm blessed now. I had mentors when I was little. I still have mentors now. Mm-hmm. I get checked quite often mm-hmm. and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I want that to continue for children mm-hmm. across uh, to adulthood. And I think that's really what it's about is really taking the time to uh-huh. stop connect look at people's face like their body language because mm-hmm. we will move right past it and right. not think about it be like mm-hmm. oh they're not loud they're not talking but there's something going on mm-hmm. did you check in did you stop and say hey are you okay today mm-hmm. that makes sometimes a world of difference to speak oh, yeah. to somebody a smile a hello mm-hmm. and our kids need that especially our teenagers they need that because sometimes they're glossed over they're not as cute as they are at five mm-hmm. and that's what i want to bring to all the events that I try to do and all the things I'm attached to is to bring children and youth 
to different experience and exposure like i taught you now it's your turn mm -hmm. to teach and help another kid that's right below you mm -hmm. or a couple years behind you that is to me that's my greatest thing that's mm -hmm. why everything fits for me for art social work events i really try to make sure that all those pieces connect so that you know and that i feel like that's my legacy to pass that on and so other kids can do the same thing because I was taught that way. Right. I continue to be taught that way from my elders and I wanna make sure that we, the teaching still maintains. We get tired. Right. Things that happen, I know our elders are tired of talking to me, us too, but I never wanna be so tired that I don't pass on the lessons right. and pass on the nurturing and the love. And that's sometimes, that's what happens. We stop loving and then we see sometimes what we see now and i don't want that to happen that's why i do these free events that's why i do all the things that i do to make sure that we're staying connected mm -hmm. and that joy happens in many many ways many fashions just mm -hmm. not by sometimes a, a two-parent household sometimes your household is going to have 10 adults that are attached to six different agencies right. that you can run to and be happy and spend time with right. and learn and ask possibly get a paycheck at the end so you that's know, what i try to do it Parents, adults get pulled in a variety of different Absolutely. directions. That may be working, maybe just this is the time, this is the shift that's available for me. And a lot of times, older kids are there to help take care of the younger siblings. Absolutely. And there's, I was going to ask you this particular question: What when you observe some of these teens, whether it's at school or whether in the environment like at St. Louis Artworks? How big of a role do they does social media play in their lives? We have talked about that on the show you know, just a little briefly, not really delved into it, but the damage that social media can do to a child's psyche and to their outlook and everything mm -hmm. like that. Do you see a lot of involvement? Do you see kids that are just constantly yeah. with the phone? <laughs> yes, yes I do. <laughs> Um, and I think that's another thing that's also helpful. So I know certain schools take phones. Like we take phones at our school away from the day um, to give your brain a break. I need a break from right. my phone. I need my break from the computer. And I think it's so easy to quick to do so many things on mm -hmm. the phone. Again, you're losing the connection. You're losing how to, yes, eye, eye contact. Absolutely. Yeah. Like most children, I'm teaching those basic skills mm -hmm. to sometimes 16-year-olds. Like, sweetheart, you have to be able to shake a hand, to right. speak, to, to engage, to talk to. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. You can be behind a computer screen for so long until it's time for the meeting or the interview or when they say you need to come in for work. Those type of things, you have to have the basic skills. And right. I think we lose that when we're so attached to the phone or a device. And what I try to do is, again, it's, provide, it's the exposure experience. Let's go to a field trip. Mm -hmm. Most of our kids have never, sometimes haven't been out their neighborhood, let alone saying, you know, there's multimillionaires sometimes sitting right next to you have not an idea. And they can also help you. They can attach to you. They can they teach and grow and those type of things. So that is exposing them to those type of things just with the but even in our city there's so many things that you don't know about until you actually sit down and be like oh metro theater's there st louis artist guild is there wow like all these different exposures that's story stitcher you can be exposed to so many things through many organizations and what's interesting about that is they are all what i'm going to call arts oriented in yes. other words they're really um drawing on 
people will say mostly on the right part of the brain, but they're drawing on experiential kinds of things Absolutely. where you're getting involved, you're actually doing something, you're, yes. you're speaking or you're drawing or you're singing or yes. things like that. And that's how really kids get connected Absolutely. with things that maybe like math and science and they're not as connected to that, but they can stay connected in another way and then still learn. Yeah, because everybody learns differently. Right. And people forget that everybody just doesn't learn from taking notes. Something for me, I have to touch it. Teach me once and then I can be able to do the activity. So that I try to look at that. Every kid does not. Some kids need to be talked to. Some need an, a model. Come and sit with me mm-hmm. while I do this interview. Or mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to go to this meeting. You want to come and sit and listen? Like those type of things you have to integrate everybody. And again, adults too. Right. You have to integrate and be able to attach yourself to people where they're at. And right. I think that's the part where we miss. We're expecting everybody to be right on par- point. Uh-huh. I'm not always on point. My, like I said, I have to be taught, be checked, and told you to let's slow down a little bit. That, that's an excellent point that you just made, using the word point. It, 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 take people from where they're at yes. to where you would hope for them to be, giving them some guidance and a map to get there, but not saying, because you're not here, then I can't work with you, or it's going to be, oh, it's going to be hard for me. I'm, right. I'm dragging you along. No, you have to meet people where they are. Absolutely. That's, that's a really good point. So the... Pre-Juneteenth celebration is going to be at the Del Mar Loop. This is going to be the 58, 5900 blocks of Del Mar. And St. Louis Artworks is participating in that. Celeste what, Dreher. Would that be near what, on the, at the Loop? So AAA Fish House is right next door. It says next to Grassy Lot. So it's a Grassy Lot, AAA Fish House, and then there's St. Louis Grills that sits right next to it. So it's literally a, like a grassy lot that okay. was a building, but now it's like, I said, oh, can I use that lot? So now. (laughs) (laughs) It's east of the Del Mar, the big Del Mar train station, the old Del Mar train station. Oh, okay. And it's like right next to, it's a block up from the the Loop Trolley business office. Oh, okay. 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 I was trying to figure out where you were. Okay. Oh, I get it now. Okay. I know landmarks better than addresses. (laughs) The big tree, the big boulder. (laughs) (laughs) It's what they call that. The Del Mar station there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Neat area. We're going to take a brief break here. We're going to come back and discuss Juneteenth, folks. This is Arnold Strick with Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tomb. We'll be right back. that we plan a show for St. Louis in Tune. We strive to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories, as well as interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. And while St. Louis in Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we also connect what's going on nationally as well. Our topics cover a wide range of arts, crime, education, employment, Faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, sports, and that's just to name a few. We know there's many radio stations, programs, even podcasts that you could be listening to, and we're glad that you've chosen to listen to St. Louis In Tune. If you've missed any of our previously aired programs of St. Louis In Tune, simply visit stlintune.com. That's stl 
intune.com. There, you'll find every show from our first to our most current. Use the search engine to look for a show that might interest you from one of the many topics that we've covered. And drop us a line and tell us how we're doing. You can do that at stlintune at gmail.com. That's stlintune at gmail.com. St. Louis in Tune, heard Monday through Friday on the usradionetwork.com and many great radio stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. And don't forget, check out our website, stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. This is Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune on behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. In 1857, the Dred Scott decision was a major legal event and catalyst that contributed to the Civil War. The decision declared that Dred Scott could not be free because he was not a citizen. The 14th Amendment, also called the Dred Scott Amendment, granted citizenship to all born or naturalized here in our country and was intended to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court decision on July 9, 1868. The Dred Scott Heritage Foundation is requesting a commemorative stamp to be issued from the U.S. Postal Service to recognize and remember the heritage of this amendment by issuing a stamp with the likeness of the man Dred Scott. But we need your support and the support of thousands of people who would like to see this happen. To achieve this goal, we ask you to download, sign, and share the one-page petition with others. To find the petition, please go to dredscottlives.org and click on the Dred Scott Petition Drive on the right side of the page. On behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation, this has been Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. Howdy. <laughs> I know, I love this song. We're going to loop it. We could just play this the whole second half of the show. <laughs> it is Luke. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm off hard. Hey, don't forget our interview with Celeste, uh-huh. the pre-Juneteenth celebration in the Delmar Loop. In case you missed that, check that out. Saturday, June 10th. Main event is noon to 6 p.m. between the 58 and 5900 blocks of mm. Delmar. Aye, aye, aye. It's a kickoff for the Juneteenth. They're going to open with a drum call and have a lot of music, dance, and food, and a lot of services, Mm -hmm. what I would call services, a lot Mm -hmm. of outreach kinds of things to help the community and making that available. And you could hear her social worker background there, which was really strong. What a beautiful lady she is. Oh, it's great the things that she's doing. And she's always happy. Yeah. She's always got a smile on her face. Very positive lady. She's a delight to be around. She is a graduate of University of Missouri St. Louis and St. Louis U and is an oh, artist wow. at the St. Louis Artist Guild. She has her own We didn't talk it, about her doing the the mannequin thing, did we? Did we? No. Yeah. She she has a mannequin on Delmar there. Yeah, she's doing that mannequin thing. Mannequin. I didn't know about that. I didn't know it is she said it was like the 14th year yeah, or something. Yeah. I had no idea they'd been doing those mannequins. I didn't either. It's scary to me. But I it, she also mentioned when we were off the microphone that they have to use, what do they have to use? Recycle- recyclable materials. Right. Everything has to be a recyclable wool. I can't say recyclable wool. Do you have a word or two that you just can't say? You probably recyclable. do. Recyclable? <laughs> All right, show off. America. You're America. <laughs> You're such a... <laughs> What has happened? Okay. Nuclear. Nuclear. Okay. 
<laughs> Get that hawk out of here. Okay. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. This is so much for that question. Okay. <laughs> Get the yeah. horse out of here. Uh, <laughs> change the shoes on that horse. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I want to see that. Oh, that scares me too. Watch it. Have you ever watched somebody change horseshoes? Yeah. Well, I used to have horses. I used to pick pick the horse hoofs daily. Mm. The front and the back. That's have an experience. Ever seen them like trim their nails? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, fer- hor- the farrier would come in. They'd pull the shoes. They'd trim the nails. Put the shoes back. We had shoes on the front of the horses. Wow. I'm telling you what, those those horses don't seem to care either. Whatever's going on with that hoof, <laughs> it's just like... You really have to take care of those hoofs. Yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah, because they, the ones that run in the wild, they uh-huh. they will wear that down. But that, if mm. you just have a horse in a stall, that... that it starts to curl, doesn't it? curl up. Right? Like those shoes that uh, those a, little elves have. That Yeah, exactly. Okay. They do look just like that. Okay. They will curl. All and right. there's a bone inside their hoof, inside their foot, called the coffin bone. And when that coffin bone, it will rotate down, and that's what will make a horse lame. Aww. Because that coffin bone will be pushing, and it'll be, rather than being more, what I call, at a 45-degree angle, mm-hmm. it'll be more like at a 60-degree angle. And it will cause them to it'll be very painful. And sometimes Aww. you have to put a horse down because of that. Oh, that's terrible. I was going to make a joke about coffin bone. <laughs> coffin bone. I thought you were going to go to the C-O-F-I-N. No. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Okay. <laughs> that horse is going to get you. Okay. So that's fascinating to know. I never knew any of that. Yeah. But I've watched it and going, I couldn't do that. They actually take that horse hoof and they sometimes they stick it between their legs between or legs. underneath yeah. their arm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's they, what you do. And they... Yeah, pry it off. It's not like it just comes off. They pry it right. off. It's you have pr- to pry it, and then horses like, okay. Yeah, you trim those front nails, and then you have to pry that thing off. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. And there's an angle that you have to put the nails in. And oh yeah, it's, it's, and then, yeah, who's gonna? Yeah, I don't want you, you find hammering nails in my foot, my my, my hoof. Yeah. Uh, it's a the real fact art. that you can nail a nail into a hoof that and well, it's just like going into our well, fingernail. It's the got fingernail a bone. part that's. That's more to the middle, where the bone structure is. Okay. The, you right. got the hoofs pretty much like our nails, like but tooth. they're not uh, like our fingernails. They're more right. of the growth of the, the it's nail. It's like a tooth, then. Yeah, like the, the nerve or whatever, whatever is in the middle. And then that just, would be a good illustration. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm not a... This is... I always learn something new on St. Louis in Tune. That's right. That's I always do. You, always do. You too. Even, even things I didn't expect to learn. Okay. What did you learn today? I didn't... The coffin <laughs> Coffin. What is it? The coffin bone. The coffin bone. Okay. All right. The coffin bone. I'm sure we've talked about this before. The Juneteenth flag. Juneteenth has a flag. Yes. I don't. It's. I'm sorry. I don't remember. We did talk about it. Matter of fact, let's talk about Juneteenth first. Okay. All right. For some people who, and I don't know how you would be missing this at this point of time in history, in 2023. But it is now a federal holiday. Yay. And an official federal holiday. And it is June the 19th. It's June and 19th, Juneteenth. That, that amalgamation of that word works together. together. Uh, the celebration really was the first time was in 1866. And it was started by some churches and the Freedmen Bureau. And to get into the history of this, it's the anniversary 
of the order issued by Major General Gordon Granger on June the 19th, 1865, which proclaimed freedom for slaves in Texas. Now, people would go, I thought Abraham Lincoln and his mm-hmm. emancipation freed the slaves. Mm-hmm. He freed the slaves in the territories, in the states that held slaves, okay? He didn't free the slaves in the north. There were some slaves mm-hmm. that were people held in the north. But that Emancipation Proclamation was only as good as when federal troops came in and overran a portion of the South that held slaves, then those slaves were set free. In other words, as the North came down and gradually, I'm going to say, took the South out Mm -hmm. in various places, and as they took territory back Mm -hmm. and were Union occupied those particular areas, then those slaves were freed by the emancipation. And it didn't, the war ended, you know, Lincoln was assassinated April 15th, and 1865, and Grant and Lee met at Appomattox right before that, I think Mm -hmm. it was April 12th, and then White, it's like, how do you get to June 19th then? Yeah, how do you? What's the deal there? Sometimes people don't want to give up, or we didn't have send a text message to Texas and tell Mm. them the war's over. They did have a telegraph. Those that news traveled slowly, and for those people who didn't want to hear the news, I don't know anything about that. And they wanted to keep it up. I guess that's why Texas is still called the Lone Star State Mm. back then. So they finally, General. Granger, finally, they went into Galveston and mm-hmm. said, hey, Texas, y'all are done. You know, the war was over a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And he read a an order that basically was General Order Number 3. And I have it here that officially informed Texas residents that slavery had ended. Okay? And the 13th Amendment happened later that year in December, which abolished slavery, mm-hmm. okay? So you have these series of events that, that go on. I was just trying to find, I, I mm-hmm. know I had the, I thought I had the order that he read. I guess I don't. So the Civil War was a lot about slavery. Was, would you say it was all about slavery? In my humble opinion, mm-hmm. I-M-H-O, uh-huh. yes. Okay. Okay, and people will say, oh, it's about states' rights. If you look at every one of the secession documents mm-hmm. from all the southern states, all men- they all mention slavery. They all mention- That's what I think. Yeah. I agree with you. I know there's other theories on what the Civil War was. And then we just had Memorial Day not too long ago. And I, have a li- I had a list. I still have it. I have it right here. Of how many lives were lost in wars. And that was the- most lives lost in a war that our country's ever fought in. Civil War. 623,000 people. That's just soldiers, isn't it? Yeah. Or is that civilians, too? No, I think it's just soldiers. 623,000 mm-hmm. over this issue. That's what amazes. And the closest to it was World War Two at 407,000. Wow. So there's... A, clearly, a quarter of a million more died in the Civil War, mm-hmm. a North against South, over this issue of, you know, just people. I, and what's sad about that is the 
whole reconstruction. You had President Johnson who was just didn't really care to work work with that and make it work. And then you had General Grant who was getting it going and was building up uh, the South back, not to where it was, but he was really allowing blacks to engage in to be productive citizens of our country. Mm -hmm. They were productive under a whole nother realm. I I will use that word. And not in the freedom sense. Mm -hmm. And so now you have individuals who are able to have their freedom, get farms going, have businesses going. Mm -hmm. And then you had the election of 1876, which just threw everything completely out the window. Mm -hmm. And is why we are in a lot of the way we are today because mm-hmm. of that election. Yep. And if you don't remember that one, folks, look that one up. Yep. That's a real important election. We know. should talk about that sometime. Yeah. Yep. So the so Juneteenth, let's talk about the flag of Juneteenth. The Juneteenth flag was mm-hmm. actually designed by in 1997 mm-hmm. by a an activist Ben Haith in Boston. It was first flown in the year 2000. And the colors and symbols on the flag are representative of freedom and the end of slavery. So I'll read a little bit about this. If you happen to take a look at the flag, it utilizes the color of red, white, and blue, the colors of the American flag, and featured prominently in the center of the flag is a star that's like bursting. And running through the center of the flag horizontally, you can visualize this as you're driving down the road listening to this on the radio, is an arc that is meant to symbolize the new horizon of opportunity for black people. And according to the president of the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation, this was Steve Williams, the star is a bursting star of freedom. He also said that the arch representing the horizon shows blue above and red color below is symbolic of the ground soaked with blood and the blood which was shed by African slaves for the United States, and the red, white, and blue colors were meant to convey the message that all enslaved people and their descendants are American. And in 2007, the date June 19, 1865 was added. Uh. Uh, uh, uh. You might see that flag flying on Juneteenth, or might see individuals who have that flag out and Juneteenth is a lot that whole the whole celebration of that which took place in 1866 was the first one of that it w- it was mainly around I don't want to say this in a bad way because we celebrate a lot of things around food and it was like a community kind of food thing and mm-hmm. let's get together and it's, it was a community kind of event mm-hmm. and what happened over the course of time it ebbed and flowed and ebbed and flowed when the war came the world wars came you had a a waning of Mm -hmm. the celebration during jim crow you had a waning of the celebration that's during that time Mm -hmm. and you had during the civil rights movement you had a little waning of that even though it was pushed to the forefront it's hey don't forget about this particular holiday and it's considered the longest running african-american holiday it's been called america's second independence day Mm. And it's usually celebrated on the third Saturday in June. And, again, large meals. People wear really nice clothing. It's a lot of community kind of events. And one of the things, there's songs that are sung. There are works that are read. Poets are read, like Ralph Ellison, Maya Angelou. Hmm. And, matter of fact, there are 
variety of different contests. It is. It became the first new federal holiday since Martin Luther King Jr. Day was adopted in 1983, and that's a pretty big deal. Oh yeah. So, in honor of that, we're going to play a song. We're mm-hmm. going to play "Lift Every Voice and Sing," and this is done by. I'm trying to think of who it was done by. Mm-hmm. It's the. The I want to say the committed. Okay. Let's listen to Lift Every Voice and sing three, three verses, three stanzas. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing Skies resound the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the Lest our 
there are a variety of lift every voice and sing that you can find. There's a typical version, I think, that colleges and universities, there's a standard version of that. There, I chose this particular version just because of it had all three stanzas. Sometimes they'll just sing the first and the third groups or, or individuals. Sometimes Ray Charles did a version. Really? Uh, yes. Okay. And did he do all three versions? Or three I stanzas? don't think so. Yeah. Denise Williams and um, uh, let's see who else was there. Al. Al. Uh, I don't very famous R&B singer. Al Jarreau? No. Al no, that's jazz. Oh, Dixieland. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, it's escaping me right now. Anyway, I, I chose this because of all three stanzas, you can hear the words. I have the words in front of me. But the stanza number two is one that's a gripping stanza of strife and mm-hmm. just how, yeah, I'll read it. Stony the road retrod, bitter the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope unborn had died. Mm. Yet with a steady beat, have not our weary feet come to the place for which our fathers sighed? We've come over a way that with tears has been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered. Mm. Out from the gloomy past, still now we stand at last where the white gleam of our bright star is cast. Mm. Now, it's important to know, in my opinion, I always like to know backgrounds of the people who wrote these things. Oh, yeah. Okay, this was a poem written by James Weldon Johnson. Okay. And if you know anything about James Weldon Johnson, he was a very famous poet. He's part of the what you would call Harlem Renaissance group. He was executive director of the NAACP back in the day. Really? He wrote this prior to going to New York City when he was in Florida. And he was in Jacksonville, Florida, and he wrote this, and it was recited by school children, and it became very popular. Mm-hmm. And his brother... J. Rosamond Johnson mm-hmm. wrote the m- music for it. And so the brothers put this together, and they went to New York, and it, was, it became very popular. They kept singing it then, and it became popular around the South mm-hmm. and was sung at a variety of activities, including Juneteenth, and gained popularity as the Black National Anthem. That's what it is mm-hmm. considered, the Black National Anthem. And... James Weldon Johnson, he wrote a lot of different things. He wrote some novels. He wrote poetry. His brother, J. Rosamond, he's a, a John Rosamond. He goes by J. Rosamond. He wrote some operas, and he wrote a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. And so you have a heritage where this is falling back on. And he wrote this just—it was supposed to honor the anniversary of Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Uh-huh. Back in the day, I think it was for the nineteen. Oh, I want to say the nineteen oh seven. I'm drawing from my memory here, and just a wonderful verse uh-huh. and wonderful music. So, something to listen to sometime, folks. I liked it. Yeah, I'm tempted to play it again, but we won't. Yeah, and this is a group that, that they obviously do this a cappella, and but there's versions that have instruments there's versions that have full orchestra there's versions that do just piano so it's again i wanted people to be able to 
hear the words. Right. And the best way to do this, acapella. So, but, but check it out. Great uh, way to do it. Yeah. It's just a wonderful song. Wonderful mm. song. Wow. That's great. There are some things coming up at City Garden, and they involve the Cinema St. Louis, and it's called Cinema at City Garden. It's a, a program that's organized by Cinema St. Louis and funded by the Gateway Foundation. And what they do is they're going to play some winning works and also some other works down at the garden on the video wall down there. And this started back at the end a couple days ago on May 26, but it's going to play. They're going to play on a loop from 5 to 10 p.m. daily through June 30th. So if you're down there, you can watch these uh, shows. There's three competition winners that were part of the Whitaker St. Louis Filmmaker Showcase. We've talked to several of the directors from that. We've even talked to the executive director of Cinema St. Louis before. And that space, City Garden's a wonderful it is a, an oasis in the middle of the city. It's bordered by Market on one side, and I can't remember the street on the other side. But it's like where the mall would be, right behind mm-hmm. the old courthouse, going right. towards the Civic Courts building. Okay. And the okay. garden's free. It's open all the time. It's just it's a nice place to walk through. My wife and I walked through there the other day when we were going down to Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. And it's just great. And the video wall is on the north side, and they so also play just, some music down they're there. They're just playing this uh, just looping these movies. Right? They started at dusk or five p.m. Huh. Okay. So for more information about this, you can go to citygardenstl.org, citygardenstl.org, or visit cinemastlouis.org, and you can get some more information about that. Sounds fun. It is. Yeah. Wonderful park. Yeah. In the midst of concrete and asphalt. It's and all- it's City Garden is actually funded privately hmm. and it's maintained privately but there's That's sculptures nice. down there huh. there's just a variety of there's like fountains down there there are really private areas that you wouldn't think where am i i'm in the middle of downtown wow and just unbelievable kinds of uh, trees and plants and how it's laid out it's, mm-hmm. uh, very well done how be i never knew yeah i never knew another thing i learned from yeah. this show and <laughs> it's just Two blocks. Let's see. I'm, th- I'm counting my blocks here. Two, I'm gonna go. Be, I'll be looking for it next. Two I think blocks I know north what you're of the stadium. About, though. Yeah, yeah. It's right on Market Street there. It's by that uh, funny thing where the people are walking. Yes, that, that's part of it. Is that part of it? Yes. If you folks haven't seen it, it's like a animated thing where people are walking. Yes. Yeah. And Keener Plaza uh-huh. is not part of it, but it is just west of Keener Plaza. Okay. For the that's another. Okay. Uh, I always thought that was a pretty neat thing, and it was like unusual, and it's, wow. It is really cool. Is the city really paying for that? No, you they're know? not. That's why it looks so nice. Did I say that? Did I say that? Uh, no, I didn't hear what Yes, I, I did. I didn't hear what said. Thank you, private donors who are taking care of that. Amen. <laughs> so our word for the day. Oh, no. Okay. Let me see. I always like to give the word in uh-huh. a sentence. Okay. It helps rather than, here's the word, here's the definition. <laughs> okay. Now here's the word in a, defi- in, in, in a sentence. I'm going to give you the sentence. All right. A prismatic array of colors reflected onto the wall as the sunlight struck the glass artwork. The word is prismatic. <laughs> prismatic. A prismatic array of colors reflected onto the wall as the sunlight prismatic. struck the glass artwork. It seems like the word pri- it came from the word prism. Yes, you're correct. Prismatic. But I, that's as far as I can go with it. Prismatic. Okay, so what is a prism? It, it takes 
the light and deflects it into different colors. And why does it do that? Because the prism is it. How are what are the angles like? Yeah, they're diff, they're different. They're different, right? Yeah, different angles. So a prism can transfer, refer to a transparent object created with cut angles that is used to disperse light into a spectrum. Hmm. Prismatic was first recorded in English at the turn of the 18th century, and it's based on the ancient Greek prisma, uh-huh. literally meaning something sawed. So the word is prismatic is an adjective it means spectral in color or brilliant wow the brilliant array of colors oh sorry that's all right thank you that's Uh, the our in-studio audience that's right they're not the peanut gallery they're the let's see what are those (laughs) ones you like and i like i don't know those nuts oh a pistachio it's the pistachio gallery right they're clapping Mm -hmm. the pistachio so the brilliant array of colors Mm. the prismatic array of colors is reflected onto the wall. So you could say, you, it's not really saying somebody's brilliant, so some of, they're prismatic. No, right. that's not the proper use of that. It right. would be, wow, look at the, like if you're in a church and colors coming through the stained glass. Yeah, yeah. So it could be, like I'm in church. Could be prismatic there. So these aren't necessarily funny, but they're 20 truths about life that will set you free. Ooh, okay, let's hear them. Number one, mixed signals are not a sign to try harder. I don't know if that's funny, but... (laughs) Number two, money is not a reflection of worth. No, it's not. (laughs) I love that horse. Number three, you're better off losing someone else than losing yourself. Oh, that's right. So these are 20 truths that will set you free. Number four... The happiest people are too busy doing their own thing to compare themselves to others. Mm, I like that. I hate that bird. Number five, you deserve to be loved even if you're still learning to love yourself. Number six, you're only, quote unquote, difficult for someone who is always used to getting their way. (laughs) That was the person who always got their way. Yep. (laughs) Number seven, insecurity does not mean weakness. Number eight, life changes for the better when you stop being subtle about what you want in a relationship, in your career, or on your pizza. Wow, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Number nine, sometimes what you're looking for is different or simpler, not more or better. That's a good one for that. That trumpet needs to be in tune, though. Number 10, most of what you see online is not real. 11. A breakup isn't about you being undesirable or unlovable. It's about incompatibility. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay. Number 12. Closure is not a team sport. Number 13. There's a big difference between someone who wants you and someone who deserves you. Number 14. Failing. This is a really good one. Kids, if you're listening, parents, if you're listening, Failing does not mean you're a failure. Yes, that's good. I like that. Where's the cheering? Yes. 15. The absence of what you want does not negate the presence of what you have. Ah, that's another good one. That's it. 16. Your mental health is more important than what the internet, a checklist, or your parents expect of you. Yep. 17. Starting over doesn't mean you're moving further away from what you deserve. It means getting you're getting closer. 
18. You can be a kind person and still say no to what disturbs your inner peace. Hmm. 19. Some of your life's best days haven't happened yet. Hold your... Okay. your your, your hand on that button. Hands on those buzzers, please, but please don't pop those buttons until an answer is exposed. Oh, okay. so sorry. All right, here we go. Wait a minute. No, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Number 20. You're not missing out when you decide you'd rather be alone than lonely with someone else. Ooh. That might be to send the prize home with the Jeopardy person. Yep. Uh, if I can find that Jeopardy person, but I'm <laughs> I don't know where they all these things are. I can't find anything anymore. Wow, those are good. They were good. Yeah, those are very good. Yeah, right. I'll be darned. Right. I thought you were Mark. No, and yeah, and you know what goes along with all that? It's don't give up the ship day. That's exactly right. Yep, don't give up the ship. There was a battle recorded, deadly battle between British and American naval history, and hmm? that's where the that's where the phrase came from. The John Paul Jones said that, I believe. Oh, my. All right. See, I can't get anything past you. And, uh, yep. Then there was another famous one. It's boop, the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Oh, that's right. There's that horse. I know. He wants you to change his horseshoes. That's uh, better than cleaning up after him twice a day. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. No. Got to do that, too. I know. That's true. That's true. He probably wants you to. Otherwise, you stand in that stuff, oh, and it's bad for their feet. No. Even though they like it in the wintertime because it keeps the barn warm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's that time, I'm afraid. <sighs> oh, it's that time. It's the end of the hour, folks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget when the Martians invade. I don't know if they change horseshoes or not. There's only one race, the human race, and every one of us have different characteristics and is uniquely valuable. St. Louis in Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network. For St. Louis in Tune, co-host Mark Langston, I'm Arnold Stricker. Remember to walk worthy and let your light shine. <laughs>